Hello, Horror Fanatics! I'm Frank. And I'm Jen, and we welcome you to our weekly podcast, Whoa! The, the horror. horror! Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe or follow to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to our email address at oth at seriouslydecent.com. You can check out our website, ohthehorrorpodcast.com, where you can catch our whole back catalog, Mm -hmm. social media presence, our bios, Mm -hmm. all that jazz. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I think that's it as far as those things. We, uh, again, would love for you to uh, rate and review our podcast on your platform. Uh, you know, and if you could throw one on Apple, that'd be great because, you know, that's just the way the metrics work. Recommend your favorite hot sauce for yeah. our challenge. Yes, yes. So we're doing a hot sauce challenge for Halloween mm-hmm. that's going to be on video. So you can see us and check us out if you don't know us or, or you yeah. know, none of that stuff. Yep. So if you have questions that you'd like to know about us, yep. any kind questions of you would personal like things or stuff mm-hmm. like that, by all means, submit it to our email, oth at seriouslydecent.com. And uh, questions about horror-related things and all that stuff. And we're going to suffer through that while eating incredibly hot sauces you know we're not doing like frank's red hot sauce that's uh, i mean we could that could be the first one that's gonna be the first one if the we warm do that. up but uh no we're going for the the heavy heavy scovels the heavy scoville yeah. ratings and uh yeah so it'll be interesting and mm-hmm. i think i'm gonna reach out to uh, a couple people to see if they can do the asking of the questions mm-hmm. while we go through that because mm-hmm. yeah i think we're gonna have a hard enough time just muscling through yeah and then to actually have to say words yeah it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a riot because i just can't wait to hear the stupid shit that's gonna come out of our mouths yeah i know you know (sighs) because i try to be reserved as possible but i know there's gonna be a threshold where i hit and people are actually gonna see real frank so (laughs) not like you're getting real frank now you're getting real Frank, but there's a level yeah that uh yeah Tom gonna... Segura did the hot ones. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, I was amazed at what happens as you're building up through the level mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. Scovilles. Mm-hmm. He goes, and in the meantime, you've got these questions being asked. Yeah. He goes, so a lot of times you're filtering what you're saying. Yeah. He goes, as it gets hotter. Yeah, no, that, that governor, you are, you're, that governor like, takes that off. That governor switch yeah. is, is gone. <laughs> and he goes, and there were actually a couple things. I called him back. I was like, yeah, can we take that out? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it was like family related and sensitive. Yeah. And, and I was like, yeah, no, I, I get it. Yeah. So. I'd like to give a shout out. Yes. If they are listening. Or if one of them's listening to give to the rest, the uh, the T-Mobile crew yes. at Herkimer, because <laughs> yesterday we switched providers and th- uh, three phones. Yeah. And holy cow, what a just rough experience that was. And yet they were amazing. Yeah. It wasn't their were, fault. No, none honest. of it was their fault. It's, it's the process. It's the process. The process stinks. And they were unreal. And uh, I think just, it's... It's inherently that way 
that way no it's less of a deterrent See, no, to switch no this is this is where everybody wants to give technology credit that it's easier mm-hmm. and it's not no you know it's uh there's certain things with you know we explain i explain this a couple times it's like there's certain things in IT that when they're working, it's great. Yeah. But when it breaks mm-hmm. or you have to switch, mm-hmm. it's the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of these companies stick with the same technologies because yeah. it took a year to get that thing up. Yeah. And then the worst part is, is now you've got it all baked into the culture. You got all mm-hmm. this stuff going through here, you know, but yeah, our previous provider, I'm not going to say who they are, but they have two letters that are the same and the three letter name. And, um, they're, they're just terrible. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. And, and the reason they exist is because they're the, th- they were the thing yeah. for the longest time. And I felt to that because I knew this was going to be like dentistry, mm-hmm. you know, to do this. And the problem is, is we got my mom on the other line and she's two hours away. Yeah. So I had to drive out, grab the, the phone, phone, come back do this deal, mm-hmm. you know, and then drive back, fit in some back. sort of a life in between, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, for stuff we got to do on the weekend. So yeah, we're recording this and then I got to drive back to mom, get her phone, train her yep. on the phone, you know, or help her with any questions she's got and then come back home and maybe just have a little bit of me time for a couple hours, you know, just, just do an inhale and exhale. Mm-hmm. And I got to avoid social media today because yes. I haven't watched the F1 race. Nope. And so I have to avoid that for the rest of the day mm-hmm. until I get home mm-hmm. and watch the race. And uh, yeah. Which will be know. easy to do at your mom's. Yeah. But here's the thing. What? I look at a day like yesterday and I realize just there literally is two ways you can look at your life. You can look at it as suffering mm-hmm. or you can look at it as you are surrounded by a bunch of grace and mm-hmm. and good people. Yeah. You know. And we could have instantly turned sour and just got mad at them for no reason, just because we're frustrated yeah. and to feed into that. Yeah. But, you know, we just That's busted. That's not who we are. We busted jokes and cracked <laughs> it and tried to make it positive. And, yeah. And they were the same. Yeah. And, and they Everyone were just. Everyone there was working to make it yeah, tolerable. Uh, we'll just yeah. try to get the job done. Yep. You know, and uh, yeah, it's just a real big shout out. Um, I don't want to say their names because I don't know how they are about those types right. of things but yes. but yeah they i really just uh thank you again so yes. much for helping us out and and everything's working great yeah so yeah. thank you and uh we should deliver something yeah we'll stick i was thinking about it you know i i was definitely thinking sentiment about it, sentiment you know? edible arrangement no <laughs> we are not gonna do that sorry I, your saturday was so bad yeah <laughs> Enjoy this crap, you know. I just here. I don't Have know. Have a fruit basket. I I get people's hearts are in the right place, yes. but an edible arrangement to me is just like a slap in the face, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's like really you couldn't. Okay. Give them a gift card. Yeah. You know that's yeah. you know something they can use monetary equivalent because that's the thing those edible arrangements are Aren't not cheap. cheap no and the delivery not. of it and all yeah. that stuff and i'm not trying to ruin somebody's job or whatever that's right. doing yes. that stuff yes. but yeah i think there's just other bless you and your fruit <laughs> <laughs> and then here's the thing like do you get that like i've never gotten one but i've, I've seen some and yeah 
I was like, you know, what if you got it and it was all not like ripe yet? Like you got to wait. So now you, got you that get a mixture. There. You get a mixture. Of, also, it'll last. Of fruit that is actually ripe. Mm-hmm. You get some that's overripe yeah. and then you get some that's underripe. Yeah. So you really have a little of everything. And I can throw pot shots all I want on that, but that's a multi-million dollar industry. It and, is. You know. It is. I, But all the power to you. you know. Yeah. So T-Mobile, if we do send something, it's not going to be, gonna be an, edible an edible arrangement. arrangement. <laughs> okay. So you can go, okay. You know, or you can email us at O-T-H at seriouslydecent.com and say, no, we want the edible yeah, arrangement. No, so We uh, thought about it. We discussed yeah, it. And yeah. as a group, we were like, yeah, no, that'd be pretty good. No, we'll we'll uh, we'll show up a couple days later and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do something because, man, they put their work in that day. They sure did. A solid four and a half four hours. Four and a half hours they yep. put their work in and, yep. and dealt with... Phone calls had to be made. And dealt with a company that <laughs> shall not be named. Yeah. But has two of the same letters yes. and a three-letter, uh, yeah. And they were ridiculous. They were. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. They Unreal. couldn't have been more. Terrible. Yeah. Which was great. Yeah. Because this is where it I say, very, like, very, you can look at life as yeah. like a blessing or a curse. And I looked there and I was like, we are we making the, the best, the right dis- we're making the right choice right now, you know. So, with that being said. Yeah. Here are we going to get are. a little bit culty now? We're going to get culty. It's cult of the month, mm-hmm. episode one hundred and forty-three, mm-hmm. the order of the solar temple. Yeah, yeah. This, um, you know, it's funny. I I was bouncing this off of some people throughout the week and all that, and you had some people that were like, "Yeah, I never heard of it." Mm-hmm. And then you had other ones that were like, "Yeah, I've heard of it, but I don't really know what's yeah. going on there and all that." Um, it's uh, it's strange. I remember when this was happening. You know, as we get to the end of it. Vaguely. I re- I, well, I got yeah. into stupid stuff like that. I know. You know, and... Uh, Same. And this was... Um, but what I didn't know is really how they got their starts. And you know what? Wasn't surprised. Some We're going to drop some names that you've heard before if you've listened to the show. You know, a lot of these cults, I really have to say, derive from the same type of people. Uh, the same kind of founders of con- concepts and ideas. And they also have these kind of same traits, mm-hmm. which we'll get into. So what do you have for sources on this one? Britannica.com. Woo! <laughs> makes, it, <laughs> makes it back. You have been off Britannica for, I want to say, two months now. It's been a long time since you've brought Britannica into the mix. <laughs> oh, the horror podcast brought to you by... Britannica. That'd be great. <laughs> right? Yeah. Study.com, SwissInfo.ch, mm-hmm. and Vox Space. Okay. I have Vox Space as well at uh, academic.oup.com. And that was more of a. Um, you like down a, with OUP? Unfortunately, it's not really like that. That's Oxford <laughs> Academic mm-hmm. for the layman. You know, that's. Uh... Fair enough. <laughs> I bet they're BFFs with Britannica. Maybe, maybe. Um, and they uh, just had like an abstract that they uh, mm-hmm. did on that, and that was published in 2011. I had uh, dot org. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I scour. I had lmnop.com. Yeah. <laughs> so 
the reason I said that is because you got to love this. So the website is wrldrels.org. But when you go to the page, and I'm going to spin this, this is why I want video. It's actually WRSP, World Religious and Spirituality Project. Oh, oh. Can, can we make that more confusing, folks? Yeah. Yeah. I get it. You're nonprofit. Yeah. It doesn't mean you have yeah. to have this bullshit. <laughs> So I brought that up, but they actually had some good stuff in there. Okay. So, uh, and then I had one more, uh, culteducation.com. That's my fallback for all my yes, I, culty I, I, stuff. I am aware. But I really Cult education is your Britannica. It really, it, if you're <laughs> looking for the Britannica of cults, it's culteducation.com because they got them all, baby. Yeah, if you're if you're a fanatic into that type of stuff, but I honestly, um, I I just used them really briefly. I See, didn't go I use Britannica so often. Yeah, because my parents did they send you a edible arrangement or no? No, my oh. parents bought the Encyclopedia Britannica, the Britannica Encyclopedia, yeah, yeah. and we had which the... I know you guys like to claim poverty and all that stuff, but. If you had an Encyclopedia Britannica, we in your had house, that. You weren't broke because just mom and dad were both there. working at that time. It doesn't matter, and uh, <laughs> so were mine. And I didn't have an Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> we also only had me yeah. for uh, yeah. ten years. Oh, that was before the, uh, the yes. Rugrats came yes. through. Yes, yes, yes. It was like I said, the riffraff. Mom and dad were both Nothing working full time. Yeah, so. Yeah. And yeah. you know, it was it was the payment plan. It was so a salad years. You got yeah. the you got the encyclopedias, and I remember. Mm-hmm. Did you get them all at once, or did you get them in pieces? Can, we, do you remember that? It might have been two shipments. Yeah, because we got like the full set, the A to Z, and then they sent like a couple, like compendium, like add-on mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And like it came yeah, it's, with its own bookcase. Up, it's upselling. Yeah, yeah. It had the whole well, it was part of it. Like mm-hmm. you got those. Yeah. They were like clarifications mm-hmm. of things because even then they had realized, oh, information yeah. had changed for some of the things. Mm-hmm. So they were helpful in high school and college. Oh yeah. But by then a lot of the yeah, was Stuff was outdated. Outdated, yeah. But when I was a kid, my grandparents had the World Book Encyclopedia, mm-hmm. and you couldn't beat it. You yeah. could not beat it. I remember it was... the World Book. See, this was this was it. But you know, back in our day, back when I was a kid, this was what they had <laughs> instead of the internet. You yeah. actually had to grab a book. Yep. You had to have the right letter. So if you're, you know, and that's that was the other thing you had to kind of sort out. Everything was A through Z, or if it was really big, it'd be like, or quick, it'd be mm-hmm. like, you know, M through whatever, yeah. you know, in there. And then, yeah, that's when you had to sit there and you're like, all right, so are, is it the blah, 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 or is it just the blah, 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 you know, and mm-hmm. you had to, you know, hurdle through all that stuff. And then, and then there was nothing worse than like going through all that work, find it in the encyclopedia, and then you find out that it's really not enough information. Yep. And that's when you're like, okay, I got to go to the library. Yep. Roll up my sleeves. Yep. Go through the card catalog. I will tell you. Talk to a librarian, which the librarians were wizards. 
No, hundred percent. You know, I I haven't been to a library in a long time. Yeah. They might still be wizards. I'm gonna doubt it because I think they type it on a computer and find it. Right. Yeah. But um, but I maybe I'm harshing the right. librarian yep. too yep. much. I I'm not gonna go there. But I did, didn't I? You did. So sorry. So. Yeah, but yeah, th- that was like, you'd look and you'd be like, yeah, I need to find books of this. And, you mm-hmm. know, and they'd be like, okay, let's go, you know. Yep. And then the next thing you know, you got like six, seven books from 14 different locations in the yep. library. <laughs> yep. And you're like, how did they know? Yeah, yeah. And as a young person, you don't know that until yep. you work somewhere. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I know where everything is. I can't you know? tell you how many times I've actually volunteered at a library. Yeah. That was one of the things I did. It was like we had to do it in our senior year, and I ended up doing it for like three years, and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't need to be doing this anymore. But I read a lot of books, mm-hmm. and I got very familiar with where the books were. Yeah, yeah. So no, it has I its got, own layout. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I, it, was, it helped that it was small. I remember when I worked part-time at Lowe's and I worked in hardware mm-hmm. with all the screws and nails yep. and all yep. that other stuff. I'm like, I'm not going to remember any of this shit. Yeah. Two weeks later, yep. you know, oh, oh you need here. a number three Phillips? Okay, we'll yep. go over here. Right here, you, you know, and then you're grabbing shit because Did everybody you need just anything else slaps while you're it here? down, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you know where one million units of shit is at all times in the store. You know, you also learn not to listen to the music and you turn that off. You know, mm-hmm. it's my musician's ear. But. Yeah. So, yeah, call to the month. Here we oh, are. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yep. You know, order a solar temple. Um, you know, this one was actually pretty weird. As short lived as it was, too. You know, yeah. She, uh, which they say it's still going. They say they got members yeah, still out they there. They do. And uh, they they need a close eye. Uh, because uh, yeah. of what we're going to talk yeah. about here. So, uh, okay. do you want to kick this off? Or you I want me it. to, or okay. I got it. Yeah. So, the Order of the Solar Temple, or in full, International Order of Chivalry Solar Tradition, mm-hmm. new small religious movement, was founded in Geneva in 1984 and is best known for the mur- murder suicide of 74 of its members between 1994 and 1997. So the Solar Temple was founded in Geneva, as we said, in 1984 by Luc Jure, a homeopathic physician and New Age lecturer, and Joseph de Mambro. Its headquarters was later moved to Zurich, where a leadership council of 33 members presided, and regional lodges were set up to perform initiation ceremonies and other rites in Switzerland, Canada, and elsewhere. And it's funny because you would start right now and say, oh, it's in Switzerland? Yeah. It can't get that weird. Buckle up. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. The Solar Temple traced its history to the revival of the Knights Templar. Check out our episode mm-hmm. on the Knights Templar, yeah. which was a military religious order founded in the 12th century, but was suppressed by papal command in 1312. In the years after the French Revolution, in 1805, Bernard Raymond Fabre Palapret. <laughs> began to be the head of the Knights Templar, quote unquote, in an attempt in an attempt to recreate the order. His group split into many factions, some of which developed a belief in the imminent end of the world. Before founding the Solar Temple, Jurey had belonged to a descendant of one of these factions, which was called the Renewed Order of the Temple. 
So integral to the teachings of the solar temple was the belief that the earth would face a worldwide catastrophe in the mid-1990s. In anticipation of this apocalyptic event, members believed it was necessary to enter a higher spiritual plane. So our lovely leader, Joseph DeMombro, had been previously described as, quote, a confident trickster who made a successful career out of masquerading as a psychologist, yeah. end quote. Yeah. Mambro started to be acquainted with occultism in the 1950s and became associated as a member with the ancient and mystical order of the Russia Crucis. Within the next few years, he founded the Golden Way Foundation that, apart from making money, aimed at forging connections between people who were interested in occultism. It was in this institution that he met the co-founder of the cult, Luke Charest. Jure and Mambro met Michael Tabachnik in the Golden Way Foundation, who later testified against the cult members charged with the offense of murdering children for occult practices. And in between the years 1979 and 1989, the duo established the International Chivalric Organization Solar Tradition in Switzerland. Not much spared, Jure organized the Amenta Club, and that had him deliver lectures on the scope of alternative medicine and on spirituality. And that would become the catalyst for the Solar Temple. So So it actually started like 12 different ways. So it started 12 different ways till Sunday. Correct. And also, we're going to bring back some good old oldie names here. Uh, So basically, yeah, they they get this Solar Temple and they're building these lodges and Mm -hmm. And this spans all over from, like, uh, Quebec, Canada, Australia, Switzerland, yep. Yep. Uh, going all over. And I think what people have to understand, too, was this was very high-level elite yes. that were getting involved in this because yeah. they needed the money. Correct. That's really all it They're boils down to. They're in it for the money. They're in it for the money, man. And so basically what they ended up doing, this 12 different variations, yes. ended up being this mix of early Christian identity-related stuff, mm-hmm. UFO religion, mm-hmm. and then splash it all over in a, or wrap it in a blanket of new age philosophy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and then basically what they did is they adapted these Freemason rituals. Yeah. Um, so this is literally the handbook to create a cult right here. Yeah. I mean, we could just stop right now and yeah. be like, it's cult done, yeah. you know, but it gets better. Um, or worse. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it depends yeah. on what your stomach is. So, so these they, they they go through this and, mm-hmm. and this was the roots. This was all of it. So you have the apocalyptic stuff yep. on the Christian end. You've got this kind of UFO religion type bit where we're gonna go to this other spot. Yeah. This is where we're desired to be. And then again, pop it with the new age stuff, the new age philosophy. And this is where you get um a lot of draws from Aleister Crowley. Um, a lot of the inspiration was from Aleister Crowley. And you also see, as we get in further to the setup of how the solar temples were created, very much like Scientology, which mm-hmm. grabbed their bit from Aleister Crowley Correct. as well. Yeah. None of these guys, I'm going to say it out loud, mm-hmm. none of these guys invented any, anything. They just ripped it all off yeah. each other. And said, I want to just bastardized whatever they wanted to get it to fit 
into their yeah and and fit their thing. fit their yeah. agenda yeah. and so this was basically um they were interested solely in attractive wealthy and influential members and it was reputed that several Ooh, affluent <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> they'll never find us because they're not looking for us nope and uh it, you know it was basically reputed that several affluent Europeans were secret members of the group they were after yeah. this uh, yeah. elite stuff and a lot most of it was money mm-hmm. and I don't know what it is I just I I think it goes back to what we were talking about, you know, on another episode where it's just bored. It's idle time. You got money. Yeah. You don't have really any Y'all kind of. Y'all need to get some hobbies. Yeah. Like get some hobbies mm-hmm. and get some stuff to where you find your self-worth, you know. There's, cause, there's Legos. You know. And if you want to go cheaper, you can get into uh, gardening. Well, no, you don't have to do can, cheaper. They got all the money they want. That's true. You know? That's true. So yeah. you do have. All right. So we're back to so, Legos. So get in a super Lego building. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Something. Mm-hmm. Get into some table games. Do some role playing. Get into you know why ball. that role playing doesn't hurt anybody? Because it's for half a day. Right. And then you go back home. Yeah. And you, you do whatever you role. want. You play you, your you role. You do pretend. You do some. You know. And yeah. if if the table thing isn't enough, do a little LARPing. You know. Yeah. That's uh. You know. Yeah. Go to a park and yep. and LARP away, you know? Just keep it keep it over there. Yeah. You know. It's yeah. so yeah, this is really kind of the same template as L. Ron Hubbard, because L. Ron Hubbard was like, I've got the new psychology. I've got the new, you know, yeah. and beating the same drum. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, we got all this 12 ways till Sunday, and then they say, you know what? Let's just do a bunch of lodges. We'll call it the Order of the Solar Temple. Yep. So with these 12 little offshoot things, Mm -hmm. this paved the way for additional funding, and it also attracted a wide range of followers, as noted. Only a privileged few members from the club gained the opportunity to be associated with and initiated in the Order of the Solar Temple. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to bet you had to have the most money or the most influence in order to make your way in. This... Provided they handed over their monetary assets, mm. bada bing, to the society and agreed to strictly abide by the rules of the cult. The headquarters of the order was placed in Zurich, where 33 members became the leaders of the society and formed a council and lived there. The esoteric suicide cult and all of its followers believed unanimously in the idea that the 14th century order of the Knights Templar continues to live. Not unlike most cults, the Order of the Solar Temple had power, sex, and money as the core of its functioning dynamics. I mean, what could go wrong? The I don't synergy know. Of it the worked te- for rock and roll so well, you know. <laughs> the synergy of the temple had the dominant authority over the cult. The cult activity saw emerging of the new Christianity with new ageism and Freemason, several Freemason rituals. Mm. The cult primarily had three aims to correct the ideas associated with power and authority to arrange for Christ's second coming as the solar king and God and to await the merging of Islam and all Christian cults. Yeah, The apocalyptic growth of the order of the solar temple actually began in the 1980s when Jure and his sessions began delivering lectures about the catastrophic, catastrophic upheavals, threatening the continued existence of the planet. Not only did he convince his followers that he had been a part of the Knights Templar in his past life, but also made them believe that he was Jesus Christ himself in his third incarnation. That's that's when it 
that's that's where it usually goes. At some point, the yeah, leaders can be at like, some Look, point they're like, yo, man, I didn't want to have sex. I didn't this. know if you know, but I'm the Christ. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> just call me JC. For call me JC or, you know, because, you know, we're all friends. Captain here. Crease Day, you know, just, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever, uh, whatever you. Just, El Jefe. <laughs> yeah i mean they were uh like the uh the literature of the ots you know i'll refer to it as yeah okay because right? i'm not gonna say it over and over again um <laughs> they they kind of had a central authority over this uh certain temple i think it was called synergy or something like that synergy yeah and the membership was you know or maybe it's supposed to be synarchy yeah which you Who know knows? the membership was secret but you know they had 33 top number members, so it couldn't be too secret. No. Yeah. Um, and then they were known as the Elder Brothers of the Rosy Cross. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the headquartered in Zurich, Switzerland. And then this is when the Council of the Order formed lodges that were run by a regional commander, and then they'd have three elders. Mm -hmm. And progression in the order was by levels and grades. Mm -hmm. And then there was three grades per level. So Scientology, you know, it just shows it. The guy, they they don't make up anything new. Like none of it's, you know, no. and and if you just checked them all out, you'd be like, yeah, no, they're all the same. Yeah, you know. So the levels being the brothers of the Parvis, the Knights of the Alliance, and the brothers of the ancient times, and then okay. in ascending order, that's those groups. And then there's many organizations associated with the OTS, including the International Arcadia Sciences and Tradition, Arcadia Clubs, Menta Clubs, Agata Clubs, and Atlanta Clubs. I don't think that has anything to do with Georgia, but uh, all of which were offered the teachings beneficially of Luke Girat, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, both to the general public and privately mm -hmm. uh, to OTS members. Uh, the lodges had these altars, rituals, costumes. Uh, members were initiated at each stage of advancement mm -hmm. in the ceremonies, which included, believe it or not, expensive uh, purchases, you know, jewelry and costumes and regalia. And, oh, so like not like a sheet of paper that says and, and payment, you've, you've moved on. And payment of initiation fees. Or a sash that says, hey. Yeah. Oh you're, no! You're they got all the, this. You're now at the pink level. They got all this regalia and uh -huh. all that stuff. It's the same stuff, you know. Nexium was doing that crap too with the I sash, know. you yeah. know. Yep. So during ceremonies, members would wear these uh, like crusader type ro robes, and uh, they were to uh, hold in awe of this like sword, which uh, Demambro said was this authentic uh, Templar artifact uh, that was given to him a thousand years ago in a previous life. Um, yeah, the, it was also based in Spain, uh, the Canary Islands. Yeah, and then, I believe they were in France as well. They Canada. were they were in a lot of spots, and yeah. this is what gets me all the time with these cults. This is the mystery that I can't put my thumb on. On every single one we do, is they get people that are doing very well in their life. You would like to think that they're educated and smart, yet they fall for this. Every single time. And I'm not saying it's everyone in that category, but mm -hmm. there's just this category. And it's like, what don't they have? Mm -hmm. What are they missing mm -hmm. that this is filling? You know, and that ultimately is the $8 million question. End of the year, we get to that. 
but uh yeah. but basically uh you know this is the common thing that all of these cults have there's this missing thing that someone has in their life and they're willing to give everything they have to give to this and then the problem is because you could say well frank that's like every religion and i'd say yeah you know correct you are right mm-hmm. you are correct you would not be wrong yeah <laughs> Until we get to this bridge in the road here. Okay. As in the 80s, when things start going a little (laughs) cray-cray. I mean, we we joke about the 80s and Generation X. So, quick side note. Mm -hmm. I was watching a video. It's a bunch of adults sitting around. Very much reminded me of the 80s, by the way. Oh, okay. And all of a sudden, you see this kid come barreling down this hill next to the adults, and he's in a wagon, and you just see him going... Yeah, just white-knuckling. Yeah, and he's like... And then you see him flip out of the wagon, and all the adults are like, oh my God, what are you doing? Stop that right now. And the kid jumps up, and he's like... I'm good. I'm, ma- I'm good. And yeah. he walks away and he's like, he's like cheering and clapping. And this guy, it cuts from that video to this guy going, I just saw a Gen Xer reincarnating. Because <laughs> only a Gen Xer would be barreling along at top speed, no helmet, yeah. no supervision. Yeah. He goes, Well, that's the whole thing is like, there in our. In our generation, there would be no parents there. Exactly. That's the that's exactly. the thing that's missing. And he yeah. goes, you can see the terror in his face. He goes, but then the jubilation when he realizes he's still alive. He's okay. Yeah. And he's alive. He's like, it kind of does my heart good. Yeah. Yeah. No, it really does. It does. It really, really does. Yeah, it's a different time, man. It was a different totally time. Totally different man. time. But yeah, in the eighties, you know, it just um they they were getting these based in Spain yep, and all yep, over the yep. place. And uh what ended up happening was is um the in Spain this is kind of where it started, but uh there was a, a Spaniard who died in uh the suicide of the Order of the Temp uh, Order of the Solar Temple. Uh, and it was like a barber from like a certain place. And so this is where it starts splicing into this idea where there's suspecting from, you know, mid 80s to late 90s. There's a suspecting that the group is doing these ritual suicides. OK, and so his lectures indicated at the possibility of the members being able to leave their earthly bodies and meeting once again through the death voyages that would bring them to a star called Sirius. According to Jure, the world would meet its end due to the cataclysmic environmental harm that the humans bring on the planet, and only a few people, the members of the cult, would have the privilege of leaving the planet and reaching Sirius, transitioning through fire. Mm. So members of the Order of the Solar Temple started noticing a variation and the behavior of Jure in the 90s when he began to become excessively erratic and sexually obsessed. Again, all, all kit and caboodle, part of this whole thing. <laughs> and soon 
it became known to the members that before every ritual, Jurey would initiate sexual encounters with any one of the women members of the cult and claimed that such sexual encounters provided him with the strength required for performing the ceremonies. Joining in with Jurey and Mambro began exerting his power over the followers for acquiring money and sexual favors. This you know, kind of like a fancy brothel. Splitting, splitting up marriages. Yep. All this stuff. And the wrecking, duo was wrecking responsible for breaking up several marriages, mm-hmm. demanding that none of the pairs was cosmically compatible, in quotes. Yeah. While they engaged in sexual encounters with the recently single wives on the side. Hey, you know what? That's just good timing. Okay. There had also been reports claiming that the duo had recruited... uh. Tony Dutois, a member of the cult, to mount devices within the sanctuaries in order to project illusions that would trick the followers. However, in a turn of events, Tony Dutois revealed the fraud actions of the duo to the cult members, who were outraged for having been manipulated, and such course of events caused the cult to lose many members. This is when stuff started yeah. Unraveling. So, so the Solar Temple was one of several 20th century new religious movements whose ends occurred in acts of murder-suicide. The apparent affluence of the temple's membership challenged the prevailing conception of such incidences as the product of deprivations experienced by members and suggested a more ideological causation. So essentially they're like, well, these are highly intelligent, influential, intellectual people. They couldn't have just fallen for some willy-nilly thing. This has Mm. to be much more involved and much more complex. Mm -hmm. The group seems to have survived the tragic events of the 90s, though. And in the early 21st century, it was believed that they have between 140 and 500 members. Mm -hmm. So the order, they're controversial, Modern, they're a religious cult established in Geneva, Switzerland, and they've got a thousand different names. Mm -hmm. We've got the Solar Temple, International Order of Chivalry Solar Tradition, and the Hermetica Fraternitas Templi Universali. I want that all in one shirt. Exactly. One of the cult's central beliefs was the apocalyptic event. And it is categorized as a type of new religious movement, you know, new age, mm-hmm. cult, culty thing. Sure. So the Solar Temple gains worldwide notoriety between September 1994 and March of 1997 when the burnt bodies. Oh, all good things. Oh, no, this isn't good. I lost you at burnt bodies. Yeah, didn't I? yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When the burnt bodies of 74 of its members were found in Switzerland, Canada, and then France. On October 5th, 1994, 23 bodies were discovered in a burnt-out farm in Canton Fribourg. Another 25 bodies were found in Canton Valais. Several had been shot in the head or asphyxiated. Many had been drugged. And what were apparently ritual murders, although some were thought to have been willing participants in the supposed mass suicides... The two founders of the sect, Luc Jaurès and Jo Dimambro, were among the dead. 
They had allegedly ex- extorted followers of their money and convinced them they must die by burning in order to attain bliss in the afterworld. And it's saying the sect was founded in 83, others say 84. Yeah. Ja- uh, Luc Jurey was Belgian and Joseph de Mambro was French. And this was supposed to be their secret order. Mm-hmm. The first victims of the sect died on September 30th, 1994. A 35-year-old Swiss man, his wife, and three-month-old child were murdered in Morin Heights in Quebec. And then between 1994 and 97, a total of 74 cult members died, 30 Swiss, 30 French, and 10 Canadians. Yeah, so in October of 1994, your boy Tony you were talking about earlier that was Tony Dutois? The- Building all the uh, all the all the stuff, yeah. The misdirecting stuff. Yep. Uh, his infant son Emmanuel, aged three months, was killed at the group center in Morin Heights, Quebec. Mm-hmm. The baby had been stabbed repeatedly with a wooden stake. Demambro ordered the murder, regarding the baby as the Antichrist, yep. because his own daughter, who he believed, by the way, had these superpowers. Of course. Uh, you know, uh, why wouldn't she? Divine powers was named Emmanuel uh, and had or man, man, Manuela or Wella, Manuela, Manuela, Manuela. I don't know. And uh, <laughs> he had not been consulted in the naming of the infant. How dare they? You know, so because how dare they? So, so because he believed they didn't consult him. Yeah. Before naming their child. Yeah. Said child must be the Antichrist. He believed that the Antichrist was born into the order to prevent DeMambro from succeeding in his spiritual aim. Yeah. There's no bit of crazy here at all. No. None. No. Yeah. You know, no. Um, just the fact that you could order. I'm not even going to say just the fact that you could kill a baby. The fact that you could order it and that someone would do it. Like. The levels of just insanity there are just completely beyond comprehension. Hold on. And I've seen I've seen with my own two eyes some of the craziest stuff anyone should see in their life. I and gotta tell you. So you know I deep dive on on Reddit. Yeah, yeah. Fucking the number of people that write in about baby names. Mm-hmm. Is shocking. Like, I would never have expected. And it's usually something along the lines of, so we're due to have our baby. I'm going to pop anytime now. And if it's a boy, we want this name. And if it's a girl, we want this name. And everyone in my family is telling me that I can't. So I'm seeking the advice so, of everybody on Reddit. So I'm coming to the internet. Which is internet. a fake place. Yes, I know. Of trolls, you know. And it's, God, it's such a... Fucking cesspool. It's hysterical. But usually the name is ridiculous. Like it's never like I would like to name my daughter Megan and my son Steven. It's always like, well, we both have C names, so we like the name Keely, but we want to keep it with a hard C. So we're gonna do C H E E L E E for Keely. Yeah. And all the comments are like I'm not getting Keely from that. And none of the kids and none of the teachers are going to get Keely from that. They're going to call her Chili. And that's going to sound an awful lot like Chili. So this kid is going to be like, they're like, they're going to call her baby back 
for like Chili's baby back ribs. Oh, yeah. You know, if you had so, someone like me, I'd be like, why don't you call him wheelbarrow fuckface exactly. moron? So that somebody know. also call in and they're like, oh, my sister says I can't have this name because it's her name for her kid. And they're like both do around the same time. And it's like whoever delivers first gets the name. And then the people will be like, you can call your kid whatever you want, except Keely. <laughs> so it just keeps going around and around. So I get how this guy could be totally thrown off by just a name because clearly oh, no, there's I'm a whole that, bunch but here's of people the thing. You're talking, their shit over You're names. talking about people just naming a name, but they're not yeah. going to kill a baby with a wooden no. stake six times, you know. Well, they're also and, not in cults. You know, well, maybe, maybe not. You know, we don't know this stuff. This is true. The best thing I ever heard on Reddit, and it's the fucking truth, is somebody said... I always know how to get the right answer from something because I just post it on Reddit and I post the wrong answer on purpose saying I'm right. Yeah. And then just let the flame fest go on. Yep. You know, I was like, that's like you're hacking the cesspool of mm -hmm. the world. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry. Reddit is the cesspool of the world. It you is. Know. It I know is. you read it for fodder and all that stuff, yeah. but you'll come to me and you're like, you won't believe this stuff. And I'm like, is it up from fucking Reddit? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, then I'll believe anything. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's fake. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. It's fake and real. Yeah. It's everything. It's really fake. But it's all shit. It is. It's the one thing it all has yep. in common. I've never gotten anything useful. Even when I've turned to Reddit desperately for like, what would be the best scope for this rifle? Or yeah. what would be the best yeah. like way to go through this game? And it's just people just arguing with each other yep. all fucking day long. Yeah. And I see threads that go on for like two weeks and they're arguing about the same thing. And it's like, don't you have something better to yeah. do than this? You know? Yeah. And then you've got, I've worked next to people where they purposely troll people. They're like, I'm going to say this to drive them nuts. And I'm like, you're going to fuck someone's day up, mm -hmm. man. And not only just fuck someone's day up, you're going to fuck another person's day up that's near them. Yep. Just so you're amused. It's yeah. like, fucking grow up. Yeah. That's where I'm at with all this stuff. It's just, it's just fucking grow up, man. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And you think you're powerful because of that. Okay. Watch out for Keith. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just so fucking stupid. But the, uh, yeah, so- you had this crazy thing, and then sometime afterwards on all this with mm -hmm. the baby thing, you think that people would pull back and be like, this is a little too heavy nope. for me. Nope. DeMombro and 12 followers performed a ritual Last Supper. Oh, boy. Yeah. And subsequently, uh, these mass uh, suicides and murders were conducted at uh, Shiri and Salvan, mm -hmm. and uh, two villages in western uh, Switzerland and at Morin Heights. Fifteen inner, inner circle members uh, committed suicide with poison, 30 were killed by bullets or smothering, mm -hmm. and uh, eight others were killed by uh, other means. And in Switzerland, many of the victims were found in this, like, secret underground chapel lined with mirrors and, you know, all this Templar symbolism. And then, thankfully, Jarrett kills him, or Jarrett kills himself on October 5th, you know. You should have just done that from the start. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and, you didn't have to bring a whole bunch yeah. of other people into it. And I know this isn't going to sound very Christian-like or any of that other stuff, but these things sort themselves out. I mean, they kind of do. And that's how I look yeah. at it with these Especially cults. these apocalyptic ones. Yeah. Like, you know how it's going to oh, end. Oh, yeah, yeah. If, yeah. if you're in an apocalyptic cult and and you're looking at um, your leader is uh, Christ from another life. Yep. Or 
just something godly from another life. Correct. That, that yes. had superpowers then. Yep. Which okay, maybe you did then. Doesn't mean you have them now. Correct. You know. Yes. Um, and then the just being surrounded only by people that have money mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're a cult. Yep. Your your cult written yep. all over it. And and here's the thing, I already know the ending. Yeah. You're either gonna brand something stupid on your body <laughs> or you're gonna you're gonna spend all your money to sign a contract that just, you know, yeah. then you read and you find out that you're worshiping some green goblin on a planet named Dumbtard. And, <laughs> you know, you've just spent Don't forget, none of the marriages are recognized. So no, they gotta exactly. fuck all the ladies. So yeah. Cause you never know. You never know. In order to fuel the superpower right, yeah. and the ability to you bang out know. a good speech. You, you don't know which lady. You got to bang out gonna, somebody's exactly, wife. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. you, yeah. you never know. Yeah. Sorry. And talking about meeting up on some yeah. other planet or star. Like, get out. This is where, again, get out. you start talking about cults and everybody says, well, every religion's like that until you get here. Yeah. You know, and yeah. then and then you can wipe out a lot of them. A lot and of say, them. Yeah, yeah, no, they, they nope. don't do this here's, shit. You here's know? where we 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 yeah. we divide. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, at the end of the year, spoiler alert, we're gonna kind of preface the how do you know you're in a cult? How do you know you're <laughs> not in a cult? You know Should we call it like cult one oh one? the handbook. <laughs> okay. The handbook for the recently culted. You know, that's uh <laughs> I think we should publish it. I think we should make it. We probably could. Yeah. I mean, seriously, yeah. after all this, we'll see how the they... we'll see how the episode scans. If it goes, we'll we'll write a book. <laughs> you could just carry it, hand it to a friend, be like, "Dude, sorry." I, I think you need this more just, than I do. Just, you know, and we'd have to make it like fifty pages, hour hour read. Yep, you yep, know, yep. real quick. You know, so you're not giving someone homework. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, yeah, these uh, bodies, they're dressed in uh, the ceremonial robes. They were in a circle, feet together, heads outward, you know, real showy. You know, I mean, just, uh, you know, going out in style. Uh, heads outward with uh, most with plastic bags tied over their heads. Uh, and, you know, Hence the asphyxia. Well, and they were each shot in the head. So, yeah, uh... yeah. So they were... Um, you know, there's so, a lot of reasons for what maybe the the bags are. I wonder if the bag was before or after they were shot in the head. I would have to say after. After. Yeah. Because then what would be the point? Yeah. Because then you'd yeah. have a hole in the bag. You're so if trying they to were find still logic. alive, they would still be able to get oxygen through yeah. the hole. You're trying to find logic from a new age uh, psychiatrist. That yeah. um, is screwing all the wives for yeah. speech power, yeah. you know, because um, they got to bang out this presentation well. So, Does anybody know Tony Robbins? Is that what he does before he does one of his motivational speeches? Is that his jet fuel? <laughs> is that his jet fuel? I don't know. He's got to fuck his way to fame yeah. and fortune. No, I think, <laughs> I think... Like the Tony Robbins and and you see these cults and mm-hmm. I don't know shit about Tony Robbins. I never really had much use for him, but um, but a, I guess he's helped out a lot of people. A lot of people get into him, you know. But I think it just shows how empty people really are. I think there really needs to be a kind of healthy discussion about that, like emptiness, you know. Because I was with a a group of gentlemen this morning and we were talking about how um the internet gives that quick 
not as much the internet, but social media yeah. in particular, gives that quick endorphin rush. Mm-hmm. And it's scientifically proven. It's not under yes. debate. No. You know? Yeah. So what, what you're after now is um, just you're after those likes. Now, the quick high. Now yeah. there's some people like you and I mm-hmm. who can post something and we'll never revisit that post to see, oh, does someone like that? Was someone into it? You know, no. we're not that type. No. But there's people that'll, and they've, again, this is science. Mm-hmm. These are studies that have been done where they'll say, yeah, I'll post this. And if it doesn't get enough likes, I'll remove it from my feet. You know, and then they ask, well, why would you remove that? You know, well, because I, I don't want to be represented that way. And they'll say, well, why? What do you mean? What do you mean by represented that way? Well, no one liked it. It's just because no one liked it. Right. They might have just scanned through it and said, oh, that is funny and never hit the like thing. But Well, and here's the other thing. These people don't post. I mean, it's kind of like when I post in the Facebook mm -hmm. group. I do like a barrage. Yeah. I do like five, ten at a time. No, but there's people that will revisit that. A lot of people. And what they're after is that quick endorphin rush. Right. So what we were talking about is there's pleasure, mm-hmm. there's happiness, mm-hmm. and then there's joy mm-hmm. in that order. Mm-hmm. So social media gives you pleasure, mm-hmm. but it doesn't give you happiness. No, it does not. Because pleasure is a quick thing. Right. So the quick thing with hitting the like and, and mm-hmm. all that. That's that's your pleasure. And the thing is, is that's about the size, you know, we're kind of, I thought about it after we were talking. I was like, that's the shot glass. Yeah. You know, it's just that quick little scoot, yep. that quick little snooter of, you know, little whatever, scooch. you know, Woo! yep. And, and, and you your tuba woo, but it's done. Right. You know, now you have happiness, mm-hmm. which is a, a, a larger vessel, you know, a pint and happiness might be a pint, mm-hmm. you know, um, or, or even bigger, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and that's where I looked at it as, you know, that could be maybe a keg, yeah you know, and that keg, that 50 gallon, 30 gallon keg or whatever, that's, that's happiness. Cause you're happy for the day. Right. You yep. know, and it gives you that happiness a day, mm-hmm. but joy is an ocean. Mm-hmm. Joy is yeah. like a lake. It's, it's just immeasurable. It's, just it's huge. And yeah. it's just there. And when you're in that all the time, you're, you're in that. And, and that's where. I think that's what people are chasing for, even though they don't know it. Mm -hmm. And that's what we were talking about. It's how people are craving joy, but they're trying to get there through pleasure. Right. And it doesn't work that way. And it never will. And this is the problems with social media and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So this is the problem with things like cults and things like that. You know, or sometimes people just get involved in certain groups. When you get there, there's that initial pleasure of mm-hmm. all these are people that have the same thing in common. We have all these type of things, you know. But then, like after that pleasure, is there happiness there? Mm-hmm. Okay, great, you're on to something, you know. And then ultimately, it's joy. Joy is what you're after to have that joyful life. Like yesterday was joy, even in the midst of uh, midst of True. all that crap that we went yep. through. There was a lot of joy throughout the whole day. There was, you know, and and that's uh, I think what's lacking and a lot of people trying to aspire to their day Mm -hmm. because if you're just chasing pleasure and you're just chasing a like and you're scrolling through and until you find happiness you know because there's people yeah i'd watch them on their phones and i read it in these scientific things because with it i find it interesting Mm -hmm. uh just the whole technology of social media there's people that they don't just scroll through their news feed they scroll through their profile to see what their response what the response was a post they do. 
there's a lot of people that do that. And I'm not trying to be super judgy on that, but you're, you're, you're really looking in the wrong spot for happiness and satisfaction. First, you should be looking within yourself. You should be happy within yourself before you go seeking happiness on a platform like that from others. Yes, But maybe, maybe that platform just, that's my statement. Maybe that platform's not good at all. Yeah. I think there's no difference between a bar mm-hmm. and social media. I no. think it's the same yeah. thing. I yeah. think you're gonna you're gonna go there with the best intentions mm-hmm. to get joy. Yeah. And you're gonna walk out with maybe at best a little bit of pleasure. Yeah. You know, and that's the that's the equation mm-hmm. that gets imbalanced, you know. Mm-hmm. And um yeah. So back to people killing themselves, uh or you know, getting killed. Getting killed, you know, back back to bags over your head and all that stuff. That's uh so they actually started season records uh, in Quebec. Yeah. Uh, you know, a, as a result of all this stuff, mm-hmm. and they were finding out that some members uh, donated over a million dollars to to Mambro. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, there actually was a uh, attempted mass suicide in 1998 that got thwarted, and um, all the suicides and murders and attempts occurred around the dates, and uh, they had this uh, lining of uh, equinoxes and solstices. That they were oh, doing these. Yeah. Oh, it's new age. You know. It is. And uh and that was in relation to the beliefs of the group. So yeah, it's um I think ninety five or ninety seven was like the last of them. But 97. they even but they even say, um, yeah, there's still people out here, you know, and they um they burn these buildings and then they find charred bodies in there. There was one in uh Quebec, Canada, just rolling weird rolling weird stuff out. Um, that's where I love where everybody's like, well, Canada is so peaceful. It's like, I don't think you've read enough about Canada. Canada's got some fucking weird shit. Yeah. I mean, especially lately, yeah. but I'm not even going to get into that. Oh, Just no, the no, cults. No, no. Cults See, and here's stuff, the thing. You know, I listen to several Canadian podcasts. Mm-hmm. Most of them are through, uh, the CBC, yeah. which is the Canadian broadcasting company. Yeah. And they do a lot of deep dives on their history and so does dark poutine and they're like mm-hmm. okay so i know this doesn't show us in the best of light yeah but i gotta tell but it's you it's reality it is and it's it's not just one province no it's, it's all, all over. of them yeah it's hum- yeah it's it's humanity you know yeah. i mean it's uh yeah. there's people that are struggling out there and yeah. they they yeah. don't know how to deal no. with existing i yeah. guess but yep but yeah, this fire, they had five uh, bodies that were in the fire, you know, pulled mm-hmm. them from the rubble or whatnot. There was three teenagers, aged 13, 14, and 16, um, and they were the children of one of the couples that died in the fire, and they were discovered in a shed behind the house. And they were alive, but heavily drugged. Right. Um, and they, I guess the intent was, reading from another article, that uh, they were trying to drug the kids to death Got and they it. were going to die there. Right. You know, yeah. and it's just like, you know, what was that? Your conscience, you know, cause you didn't want them to burn or, you know, I, I just, uh, yeah, again, like you can't thing. find normalcy in any of this stuff. The burning it's, is supposed to be how they, they have to burn their way through, through to serious. Yeah. So they so denied their children. They were children. denying their children. They were going to kill them. Yeah. But denying them the chance no. and to that's, meet with them on Sears. That's, and that's, where, that's yeah. fucked up. Well, and that's where I think, and we've learned this again, and this is where more and more I like the idea of the book. <laughs> um, 
well, we've been doing this for almost two years now, yeah. you know, for cults, you know, and, uh, this is where I think there's this, um, cognitive dissonance that's a problem mm -hmm. and some hurdle with it and they're stuck, but their kids aren't. And so I think like those kids in the shed, I think that was some sort of morality as twisted and fucked up as it sounds. Mm -hmm. There was a morality line where that couple was like, no, we're going to put them over here. We're going to tell this group that, and we're going to drug them, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm making a, a, a shitload of assumptions here, mm -hmm. but granted to what you said, the burning is what, like if they yeah. were all in with, they would have done that with the kids as well. Um, but yeah, you hear more and more in these cults and unfortunately these people are dead so you can't get their story. But you hear that they're, you know, every single one of these cult members, when you start getting them into this kind of uh, cognitive dissonance role where it's like, okay, you you believed in this, but but this is what's really mm -hmm. happening. Well, you know, it's my social circle. Yeah. What do I, I got to start all over yep. again or, you know. My my friends and my family That's where are the here. excuses come. Yep. Or, you know what, I just, I can't leave. They're going to destroy me. They're going to yeah. destroy everything yeah. else. And, you know. I gave I'm, them all their, I'm all trapped. my money. I have all my yep. money. Um, I've been in this for 10 years and I don't know how the world works. So I'm yep. actually institutionalized mm -hmm. in this group. It's just easier and to so stay. And so it's easier to stay than to go out and deal with the world, you know. And, uh. That's where these get sad. They get yeah. incredibly sad. I always start out on these and it seems like we do like, you know, we start into these cults and, you know, it's so easy to point fingers and it's so easy to say like, Jesus, you're a freaking moron. What were you right. thinking? And all yeah. that stuff. But then, you know, you get the ones that are born into it or they just, uh, they were just really in a terrible point in their life mm -hmm. and they took advantage of that and really just destroyed this person's life for ever because someone made a bad choice yeah. at the end of the day. Um, and there's going to be more of these because there's people, as I was mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. that are trying to seek joy and they're doing it through pleasure. And that's impossible. Right. You know, you got to have a whole separate pathway to get to joy. Mm -hmm. You know, you can do pleasure, but it's a shot glass. Do your shot, yeah. move on, yeah. you know, and even the pleasure, you got to be careful because that's a dangerous road. And that's right. where you get with drugs. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that shot glass. Yeah. I saw a post the other day. It was a girl I went to high school with. I haven't seen her in decades. Mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't seen her in a long time. And I know she struggled with addiction to a certain level. I don't know with what. But she threw a post on Facebook that just, like, really, I think, like, nailed addiction in a huge way. And addiction is substituting one thing for everything and quitting is substituting everything for that one thing. And like, to me, just visually, yeah. that really kind of put it into perspective. You know, yeah. like you get somebody who's addicted to heroin, they're replacing heroin with everything. Right. They're, well, like they're you substituting said. heroin for everything else around their life. Mm -hmm. And then for them to quit, they've got to substitute everything for that heroin. Yeah. And, and you know, and just that exchange rate is incredible. Well, like you were saying- with the times that you tried to quit smoking. Yeah. And when you were actually successful, you had to quit everything. everything. But you also realized why. Yeah. Why you were smoking in the first place. And you had to deal with why 
you were smoking yeah. in the first no, place. No, you got to bring everything into your yep. life, the good, the bad, the yep. ugly, the 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 stuff that's easy to deal with, the mm-hmm. stuff that's impossible to deal mm-hmm. with, it seems, you know, but mm-hmm. but then you get stronger and stronger in your life. And, you know, yeah. that's the, you know, and like you mentioned, you know, this is something that we see younger people that have a problem with the self-soothing. Right. They you know, don't know how to do that. You mentioned that, yeah. you know, a, a, a while back on the show here, you know, and and that I think is the ultimate crime is that there's a lot of people that are younger now that just don't have the ability to self-soothe. They don't. You know, They've never been allowed and, to. Yeah. Yeah. There's always been, you know, oh, we got to have this little group for you. Or we got to have this or whatever. Or, you know, and, you're not allowed to cry. You yeah. have to cry yeah. because that's part of learning how to self-soothe. Yeah. You yeah. have to. It, And it's also part of problem solving. Yeah. But there's a point to it, too. Like, if you're going to sit and cry, there needs to be something you're doing after that. Like, you can't just cry to cry. I know that's so dude because women love to cry. <laughs> I understand that. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch this to movie today. I'm gonna yep. watch this movie, and I'm gonna cry, and I'm just gonna have a good cry. But like to me, there needs to be some sort of reconciliation after that. There needs to be some well, sort of. I'm gonna. I'm gonna know. clue you in on something. Yeah. Usually, when a when a woman or a lady mm-hmm. or just a girl yeah. decides to say watch the movie they know yeah. is gonna make them cry. There's usually something within the movie that relates to whatever it is they're dealing with. Yeah, I, I get either that. they're sad, or they're just upset, or they're frustrated, overwhelmed. Yeah, overwhelmed, and that's an outlet. Mm-hmm. So they know that if they do that and they go through it, because yeah. they're gonna they're gonna watch that movie like they don't watch other movies. Yeah, they're actually yeah. going to be emotionally vested mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah, yeah. In the story. Yeah. And then that crying is that catharsis. Yeah. And that's what cleanses or purges or helps them deal with whatever it was they were preoccupied with. Oh no, with. and and I don't want this taken in the wrong way, but like in the privacy of your own home and stuff like that, that's fine. But to have the meltdown like in public, yeah, no. and I get like I I've seen plenty of people, yeah, working in retail. Yeah. I've seen plenty of people just meltdown, mm-hmm. and and a lot of them were for logical reasons. I remember mm-hmm. working at Aldi mm-hmm. in the grocery store part time. This woman came up. She had all her groceries on the belt, mm-hmm. full belt. There's a line of like six, seven people that are behind her, mm-hmm. and she's right. On, um, there was, I was checking out the guy in front of her and she's on the phone or she's looking at her phone and she just falls apart, just falls apart, like right to the ground, falls to the ground. So the guy's looking, I said, go ahead. I got this. You know, I turn the register on next door. Yep. Radio. Yep. Tell everybody you got to move around. And I walk up to her, you know, and I'm like, you know, are you okay? I'm like knelt down yeah. with her. She's laying down yeah. and she's just got the phone and it's still in her yeah. face. So I know there's something on the phone. There's that something happened, on the phone that you know, happened. And, yeah. and she's losing it. Her eyes are water and the snot's coming out of her nose and she's just, ah, just screaming. And, uh, and I said, here, let's just, you know, I put my arm around her, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I looked on the phone and her son died in a car crash and is in the hot, you know, yeah. like died in the hospital. And I'm like looking at the text. I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah. Like this is, this is too much, you know? Yeah. And so, um, you know, she's just sitting there, her hands are shaking, she's losing it and all that. 
And I just, you know, I was like, are you married? Do you have a husband? You know, Is there like, someone I can call? You know, what's their name? Yeah. You know, can I, I said, just help me with the phone. I'll take care of the rest, you know? And then, yeah, I call her husband and, you know, he comes over and, um, and he's like, yeah, I know what's going on. I'm trying to, I'm wondering what, where's my wife? You know, yeah. I'm like, she's an Aldi and she's not doing well yeah. at all. I'm like, yeah. I need to come here. And, uh, yeah, you know, and you move the groceries out and, you know, yep. you get, you know, put her off to the side, like in the office and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And, you know, he comes, takes care of all that, you know, and then you continue working. <laughs> yeah. You go on with your day. Yeah. You go on with your day, you know, and then you sit there and you say, wow, you know, I'm, you know, today's not bad, you know. Right. Um, it can always be worse. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, that's, uh, but, but I've seen meltdowns like that, that mm-hmm. I feel are like justifiable. Mm-hmm. But then I've seen meltdowns where people just like snap for, mm-hmm not really crazy reasons. And the mm-hmm. thing is, it's like working in the store. Like I know you're normal, mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. and I know you probably got some shit going on, but it's like, yeah, that self, that was, that the was self-soothing, the, yeah. the self-soothing yep. that you were getting at. It's like, you know, there just seems to be kind of less and less and less of that, yeah. you know? And, um, it's because children aren't allowed to be uncomfortable yeah. and you have to be able to be uncomfortable. uncomfortable. It's a really because big thing. I, shocker. I don't know if you know this, but most of life is uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. So you have to be able to be comfortable in those uncomfortable situations. Or and the able... way you do that yeah. is you have to be allowed to be disappointed. You have to be allowed to be yeah. upset. You have to be allowed to be mad. Yeah. Angry. Like, you have to be able to work through all of those emotions. Yeah. And the way you do that, and the only way you can do that is by going through it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you can't helicopter no, these no, kids into. You can't fake that through. No, and, and you, you can't, can't avoid it. There's no. There's and that's no the way utopia. Around it. That's there's the utopia no I get. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's the utopia I get frustrated with. You know, there's a lot of utopias that people pursue, but yeah, I always tell people it's like if you're gonna try to go through this life without any pain or suffering or anything like there's that, there's no such thing. You're gonna lose. None man, of the, in the utopias. Yeah. Were ever successful no because there is no such thing and that's the quest with these types of cults exactly you know is to try to you're searching for the impossible to to a great extent and you're telling yeah. everyone this impossible thing this overwhelming thing is 100 percent possible and yeah. it's just not no no it's not unfortunately and i'm mm. really disappointed that more people either don't have a bullshit meter or disregard their bullshit meter well and i think things go in phases you know and i think you know even now like i'm just seeing a nice relief or it's a relief for me to see that like stand-up comedy is starting to get back to being offensive oh yeah and belligerent and and all that and that 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 Mm -hmm. couldn't have came soon at a better time yeah you know couldn't have came soon enough and and i think that's where a lot of that stuff starts, that's where I start seeing, that's my barometer for it, you know, is where comedians can come out and really start. Because, I mean, I'm seeing jokes now about special ed kids and just like, it's back to kind of where I was raised, where it's almost like there's no bounds, you know. And and there shouldn't be. There shouldn't be. There shouldn't be. You know, I think when you go to a a stand-up routine, Mm -hmm. whether it's the one down the road or you're going to see someone famous or whatever... I think you have to have the preconceived notion of walking through those doors that you're going to hear anything and everything. 
Yeah. Because that's what they're doing. They're trying to see what sticks. Yeah. And they're doing it in real time. Yeah. Some of those bits they have formed up. Some of them they're working on. Right. So you're watching a sculptor sculpt, sculpt. in real time. In real time. You know, yep. and, and if you were to watch a sculptor sculpt in real time, a real sculpture, and they messed up a certain spot or they made the dick too big or something like that. Yeah. And you got offended by it. It's like, dude, he's not done with it yet. He's still working on it. He's still doing all this. But, but even if the but dick comedy, remains big. But comedy is different, you know, and it's like <coughs> comedy is that edge. Mm-hmm. And everybody that doesn't do comedy or is not funny or doesn't have a sense of humor doesn't understand that. That's mm-hmm. what's funny is the edge, mm-hmm. you know. And what gets me and is a lot this, of times what's funny is when they push that edge. Oh, and yeah. Everybody's uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. That for them. Yeah. Is like, oh, yeah. I've done it. Yeah. I no, couldn't exactly. have gotten They're on Everest. Yeah, exactly. When they've got a whole group of people just cringing yeah. and they're like, oh. Yeah. No, and it's it's just, um, and, and that's that's the ride. That's the fun yeah. part of it. And that's yep. the release. That's the dopamine. Mm-hmm. That's the... All that stuff. But yeah, if, if you're too serious of a person, what the fuck are you doing in a stand-up comedy club? Yeah. yeah. You That's know, not the it's place the for wrong freaking place for you. Yeah. You know, that'd be like taking an old man to a magic tournament. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, uh, an old man who worked on steam engines and yeah. engines and all this stuff. And then you take him to a magic, the gathering tournament. It's like. Yeah. yeah, that's not the place for that's him. That's not the place for him. No, you know? he's I mean, not going to get enjoyment uh, from that. Yeah, yeah. And I think just the close-mindedness that that can't what happen. What would you be know. great is <laughs> if you do have that old guy at the Magic the Gathering, and he just slaps down his hand and he goes, Jin. <laughs> <laughs> Jin, fuckers. And they're all like. Jin, losers. And they're like. Yeah. That's 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 not what we're doing. And he really does have like yeah. three of the same, yeah. four of the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it actually worked and it won. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll have to talk to my nephew about that. He's the we'd have to figure out the right lingo for that because he's the magic quiz. That's uh actually he's making nice uh, on uh Instagram. Um he's making these uh dungeon and uh D and D figurines. And they're incredible. They're I'm sure. absolutely incredible. I'm sure. Um, you know, they're, um, of course, I don't have any of that on here because I don't know what his handle is. Right. Because I'd love people to see them. I mean, they're, yeah, no, he's, he's uh, painting them and all yep. that stuff. And they're, I haven't showed them to you yet. They're, they're incredible. I was reading a, a story about this woman and she just, she was spouting off about a horrible relationship she was in. So she, Breaks up with her fiance, and then it's like a year later, and she's dating this other guy, and they're like together, maybe a month or two, and she's like, you know, I was thinking maybe, all right, I might be able to make my way through this, and I might be okay. And he dumps her on New Year's because he's hooking up with some chick at a New Year's party he's at. So then she was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm out. I'm not going to do this anymore. Moves across the country. And she ends up with this guy. Like, this is two years down the road. And she goes, and I know he's not cheating on me because he doesn't have time because he's too busy painting his D&D figs. (laughs) She's like, and it just takes so long. She's like, I know he's not out there cheating on me. (laughs) 
there. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's part of the journey, man. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I think somebody told me, make good choices. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think I might have recalled hearing that. Right. Because that's that's what it was. After the second guy, she's like, you know, I've realized now I've made these choices. Yeah. I did this. Yeah. That's the unraveling moment in yeah. life, boy. And when... she was talking about how she had that epiphanal moment. She moved because, like, her family didn't support her. Like, mm -hmm. the fiancé cheated on her with her sister. Yeah. Yeah. And got the sister knocked up. Mm -hmm. And she was like, uh... Yeah, I mean, like, how do you deal with Yeah, that? and then the family's like, well, you know, you should support your sister. Yeah. Because she is your sister. And she's like, even though she didn't yeah. take yeah. me or my thoughts or my feel any of that into consideration. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really tough thing, you know, and then that's where you start getting into this realm of forgiveness. And, yep. like, you yeah. know, how hard it is to yeah. forgive people, even for... You know, because that's not the things that like forgiveness circles around is if someone stole your parking spot. Yeah, it's no. It's that crap. Mm -hmm. That's the crap you really got to launch the hurdle over and find out how you want to handle that or how you want to do it. And, yeah. And that's uh, that's where life needs self-soothing. Yeah. Because you know? like, like you... she had that epiphanal moment and she was thinking back because she realized based on the sister's pregnancy that this had been going on, it yeah. wasn't just that one time where she walked in and caught him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like this had been going on for years. Yeah. 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 And uh, she was like, I, I can't do this. And then, you know, the other guy who happened to be a friend of the ex mm -hmm. and then just bouncing because he hooked up with a girl at the party. Yeah. She was like, you, you know, know and it's, it's got to be me. She And she started to do that self-reflection. Mm -hmm. And she goes, oh, actually, all of this stuff has been there the whole time. Like, it wasn't that great with the first guy. All of the flags were there. She yeah. goes, I chose not to see them. And she goes, well, yeah. the second guy, she goes, you know, it wasn't, we weren't really together that long. It was like a month, maybe two. Mm-hmm. She's like, so, I mean, it's certainly not like I was devastated. Chasing pleasure. Exactly. Yeah. She was. Yeah. And then she moved across the country. She made friends. Yeah. She had her own place. She was reliant on herself. And mm -hmm. then she happened across this guy. And yeah. she yeah. was like, you know, there's a, there's a comfort. There's a familiarity there. We mm -hmm. can actually sit with ourselves. Well, the thing is, is it's, it's her decisions moving in a good direction correct you know yep. and all of that you know it's it's pieces of a puzzle yep. you make one good decision yep. here you make one good decision there you make yep. one good choice here oh, i didn't really make a good choice here but it might work over here yeah you know and then the next thing you know you've got this beautiful picture that you've mm -hmm. assembled together you know and it's all these components yep. of supportive friends or a good she job, job. You know? yeah you get a pet in your <laughs> life you know and stuff like yep. that and then it really just shows the ripple effect of toxicity yes. around you. Yep. You know, I, I swear you get you get 20 people in a room. I used to see it with the grocery store. Yeah. Things would be rolling smooth. Everything would be great. People would be talking about their day, sharing their day. Yep. And then one person would come in mm -hmm. and just bring toxicness, toxicity in there. Yep. And all of a sudden, it spread. All the light is removed from the room, yeah. And just it's the heavy. mood, and you can feel yeah. it. It's like you know, it's like dark. a mic drop, yep. and it gets dark, and it's like, 
It really is like that. I wish people would start treating negativity and toxicity like the flu. Yes. You know. Yeah. If you really want to get afraid of a pandemic of some kind, toxicity and negativity and, yes. and all that stuff, because it spreads. Yeah. It you want to talk really, about an epidemic. Yeah. That toxicity. Yeah. Yeah. And victimhood and things yep. like that. Yep. I mean, if, if you're going to act like a victim, guess what? You're going to be a victim. Right. A hundred percent of the time. And that's when she was like, yeah. I'm not doing this anymore. No. No, and I and you know I was fortunate to be around really great friends, mm -hmm. so I never really had that thing. And my dad and I were talking about this last night. He's like, because he grew up on the south side of Chicago, and you know we were talking about how hard the economy is now, and just like how much people are really struggling. Yeah, you know, I mean, and just struggling yeah. to stay up. Up. You yeah. know, I mean, it's it's really really hard. Yeah, and just um, fighting to stay yeah, alive. Yeah. Um, and for those of you that are couples and you both make six figures or more, you really got to understand people are having a really fucking hard time right yeah. now. Yeah. You know, they're There's having a lot a, of people who are not in the same circumstance yeah. as you. They're borrowing money to get Just to pay to for groceries by. and gas. Yeah. And like, it's, yeah. it's tough. And what, you know, dad was telling me about, he goes, you know, in like South side of Chicago where he grew up, grew up, you just have people that feel like they're stuck. Because you know, they are. And, and, and in many words, they are. Yeah. And, and then what happens is, is you lose hope. Yep. And you lose hope that, you know what, there's no way I can dig out of this. There's yep. no options for me. There's yep. no nothing. No matter how hard I work, I'm this just going to be in the same hole. Get. So I might as well just pick up a 12-pack on the way home from yep. today. I might as well just grab a pack of cigarettes. Mm -hmm. You know, I need to get that tattoo because it makes me feel better. Again, yep. the shot of pleasure. Yep. You know, so I'm going to spend 200 bucks on that tattoo that I don't have money for, mm -hmm. you know, and then I'm going to sit and complain that I'm broke because you know what? If I didn't do all that stuff, I would be broke anyways. Mm -hmm. And that's not the truth. They would have money right. and they would be able to do things, but just feeling so pinned down, yep. you know, it breaks people, yep. you know, you got a lot of broken people now. It's unfortunate. And mm -hmm. I don't know what the answer is to get people uplifted, but I know what one thing you shouldn't do. And that's join um, the order of the solar temple. The order of the solar temple. <laughs> especially if And you, that's my final thought. Especially that's, if you uh, don't like dying or yeah. having your body yeah. burned yeah. or Or lose all your money. Yeah. You know, regardless yeah. of how much yeah, you yeah, have. Yeah, you know, yeah. 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 You know, or have your baby get or stabbed by a wooden take, stake. Have know. someone take your money. Yeah. Fuck your wife. Fuck your wife. <laughs> Kill you both. Yeah, yeah. And set you on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, one that's thing. That's like the worst day yeah. ever. That's one thing you shouldn't do. <laughs> probably, so, probably don't yeah, do that. Yeah. So that's the wrap up on the Solar Temple cult. That's uh, another cult of the month down. That's uh, another one bites the dust. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So uh, next week. Yeah. Uh, the South, <laughs> the South Shore, Long Island. Sink serial killer. <laughs> Holy cow. Or the South Shore Long Island serial killer. I like butter. Yeah. You know what? South she Shore? She sells seashells by the seashore. Oh, it's the South Shore Long <laughs> it, Island it serial killer. It is. Yeah. South Shore. South Shore. Way out. It's, uh, it's in the south. Yeah. On the shore. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm... <laughs> Well, I'm reading that, and I'm like, I got to fix that up for, because uh, I, I can't put all that on the album cover, you know. <laughs> I actually think they're calling him SSLI. SS, yeah, yeah. I'll put that all on there, because yeah. that works for metrics better. Mm -hmm. Metrics. 
SEO. Who are you? SEO. He, I, I'll tell you exactly what I am. I'm the guy that after this is done, I'm going to publish Hop in this, the car. And I'm going to hop in the car, drive two hours. Yep. Throw a phone, a at, phone your mother. at my mom and say, yep. this is how you use this. Yep. And then uh, hop back in the hug car. Hugger, kisser, lover. <laughs> Say goodbye, and I'm okay, bye. glad to see you. And uh, and then I'm gonna drive back home, and I'm gonna grab a bite to eat somewhere in yeah. there. And then and, you're gonna uh, sit down in the chair, and you're gonna yeah. go. <sighs> no, I'm gonna watch the F1 race, yep. and you know, things will be nice. So, yeah. but yeah, so that's uh, that's next week's episode. Tis. And uh, again, if you can uh, subscribe, follow, like, review, all that cool yep. stuff. Uh, we always appreciate that. Email uh, OTH at seriouslydecent.com with your questions for yes. the hot sauce challenge and your suggested hot sauce. Yes. If you have a suggested hot sauce, that's like nuclear. We don't want teddy bear level hot sauce. No, we want like the one where you have to sign the waiver Yeah, before yeah. you buy it. No, exactly. It says if you hurt yourself yeah. with this. Yeah. They're not liable. I already know my bathroom habits the next day and maybe two, three days after that are going to be off. So, <laughs> you know, that's, um, I'm okay with that. We, so We're anticipating that. So, yeah, if you know a hot sauce person, yeah. ask them yeah. and send it to us. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll we'll narrow it down to a uh, elite group of eight or ten, something like that. Something like that. We'll figure it out. We're not going to do three and call it quits. No. No. Uh, no. So, so if 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 you're a true horror fan and you like pain and suffering, yeah, yeah, you're gonna see it on our Halloween episode. Oh yeah, that's uh yeah, yes, yeah. And I said, see it. We're doing video. See it. Yeah. We're gonna do a video of this, so you can see our terrible mugs. We'll have and, a video thing. Yeah, and then we'll feature our creative director. And if HR is around, she won't give the miracle. No, not with all that stuff. No, up, but uh, yeah. So the South Shore, Long Island serial killer. Yay! Yeah. You did it. It's next week. And uh, until then, um, we just thank you so much for listening mm-hmm. every single week and mm-hmm. uh, and coming to us and spreading us around. And and that's one thing that works out really well for us is if you just uh, could share our link, uh, uh to uh, your social feeds and, yeah. and share with your social circles. We'd really appreciate it, especially with Halloween coming up if the topic comes you know, definitely uh, spread us around like uh, like cheap was. So with that being said, rule number one. No Ouija boards. Number two. No dolls. Three. No capes. Four. No blood rituals. No. no. Especially not your hand. Yeah. <laughs> you got to use it after. Exactly. I really, know. Yeah. I know you're like, that's stupid. Why yeah. they do that? No, it's a, you know, do your neck. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Yeah, because then we're not dealing with you anymore. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs) Good luck in the afterlife. Next rule. No cults, satanic or otherwise. No, very uh, Don't give them your money. Don't let them fuck your wife. Don't let them fuck your wife. Don't let them kill your kids. No. And if you you see paper bags and a handgun, run. Plastic bags. Yeah, or plastic bags. (laughs) You see plastic bags and a handgun, run. Yeah. You know. GTFO. <laughs> <laughs> Next rule. No apathy. You need to act to help enact a positive change yeah. in this world. Yeah, definitely. Help some people out. Yes. Do good deeds. Be good. Yeah. Be full of flaw, flaw. Good yeah. deed doers. Yes. What about black eyed children? How about you just don't? Just don't? Just okay. don't. All yeah. Right.
And last but not least. Just listen. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Thank you for listening. And uh, we look forward to uh, talking about the South Shore Long, Long Island, Island serial, serial killer. killer. I'm going to do the whole podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. It'll be great. No, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, We love you a ton, and uh, we hope you have an amazing day, a lovely week. And make good choices. Take care.